I think we need to be very sensitive to the to the humor in the Bible. Uh, the, the Bible has humor in it, and uh, Jesus' sense of humor is extremely subtle, but it really is present in the Gospel. And uh, this story he tells us really is quite humorous. You have this guy, now this translation says that the first servant owed his master a huge amount of money, and the other servant owed the other servant a lesser amount. If I'm not mistaken, it could be in a different, maybe it's in the Gospel of Luke, maybe Matthew is different, but I think the literal translation is they give specific sums. They give a real precise monetary amount. And the amount that the guy owes the master is something equivalent to like um, two or three billion dollars or something like that in, in today's you know currency. Whereas the, the other guy, the one servant owes the other guy something like 500 bucks or something like that. You know, so this huge disproportion. And it really, in a, in a very funny manner, sums up the ridiculousness of what happens when we don't forgive our neighbor. We owe God. When you offend God, you're offending an infinite uh, being. His majesty and his dignity and God's honor is infinite. And so when we offend him, uh, our, our debt really is virtually infinite. Uh, versus if we, you know, someone slights us, um, they, they, they speak bad about us behind our back, or maybe they insult us to our face, or maybe they do something that they didn't intend to be an insult, and we take it as an insult, and we refuse to forgive them. How disproportionate it is, you know, what we owe God because of our sins versus what this neighbor owes us, and we refuse to forgive our neighbor, and yet uh, we owe so much to God, and he is very willing to forgive us just if we simply ask him. Well, I'm not exactly sure how to tie this into St. Clair, whose commemoration we celebrate today, but here's an idea, just a little story from her life, which I, I like quite a bit, and it's, it's a famous one. You probably have heard it before. St. Clair, of course, was a very close disciple of St. Francis of Assisi, and she, she heard him preach. She was very young. I think she might have been something like 14 or 15 when she heard him preach, and uh, she was just moved by grace to want to take up a life of evangelical poverty in imitation of St. Francis. And so she went to him and he basically authorized like a female branch of the Franciscans in effect to start. And, and Claire would be sort of the foundress of that branch. Very holy woman, very austere uh, life that she lived of, of penance and silence. They were contemplative uh, religious and they lived, you can go there to this day in CZ, and you can go into the church. I think they occupy the church of San, San Damiano, it's called, if I'm not mistaken. And um, to this day, uh, St. Clair's remains are housed in the, in the bottom crypt. And um, there's a story that in uh, 1224, Frederick II, the Holy Roman Emperor, he had some of his goons come and they attacked CZ, and I don't know exactly why, but anyways, there's an army that was surrounding the convent. And Claire took the Blessed Sacrament in a monstrance. And she went out on the walls of the city. And she just held the monstrance. And she was very sick. That was the other thing. She was extremely ill and weak at that time. She was still young, but she was very, very ill. And she said, O Lord, protect these sisters when I cannot protect them now. And then she heard a voice I don't know if other people heard it, but the voice said, I'll keep them always in my care. And then a sudden fright, inexplicable, just seized the hearts of all of these soldiers, and they fled. 
Uh, and it was just totally mysterious. She, they just ran. They were afraid. Um, but I think the, the, the idea captured in the, in the heart captured with St. Clair, O oh Lord, protect these, my sisters. And the kind of ownership, the sort of family identity she had with her fellow religious, so profound because she had such a love for them. And I think we need to have that for one another, especially fellow Christians and fellow Catholics. We need to regard them as brothers, as sisters, and then really all human beings, okay? Because we don't know who's going to end up uh, eventually in heaven alongside of us. We don't know if we're going to end up in heaven. <laughs> we pray that we do. But our goal is to be brothers and sisters with all human beings for eternity in heaven, to be deeply identified with them, almost flesh is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone, uh, with all human beings. That's got to be our desire. We've got to have that protective instinct that we want to protect them. And so if we have that in our hearts, I think we can, we can find it also alongside of that instinct, uh, the ability to forgive them if they have offended us or if we imagine they have offended us. Because sometimes it's really just our imagination. Um, other times, you know, we, you know, people have done really bad things to us. Forgiveness is a, is a is a very important topic, and forgive me if I regurgitate a lot of this material in a Sunday homily, because I find in my short two years of pastoral ministry that this is one of the biggest issues uh, amongst people. I'd say the two biggest issues are why are why is God allowing bad things to happen to me because I'm a good person? Okay, that's like a huge, huge issue that preoccupies so many people. The other one is forgiveness. People, it's a, it's a real issue, very widespread issue that people have a hard time forgiving one another. And, uh, and sometimes there are really horrible things that have been done to us, especially if we were children and we were victimized when we were younger. And that's some very serious stuff and it's difficult to forgive. So forgiveness is a, is a, uh, an important part of, uh, the Christian life. It's a real important part of everybody's journey, um, to the Lord. And uh, a few helpful distinctions that I always make when I counsel people about forgiveness. First of all, there's a difference between trust and forgiveness. You have to make a distinction between these two things. If, say, there's a, the classic case, is a case of adultery. A husband commits adultery in the wife, and the wife has a hard time forgiving him. Maybe he's done it a few times. And what's really important is she has the sense that I don't trust him. You know what? You shouldn't trust him. If he's done it multiple times, you shouldn't trust him. But you should forgive him. It's two different things. He needs to show himself trustworthy. So if people have done really horrible things, uh, it's totally legitimate to not to withhold your trust. That's prudent, in fact. It's, re- it's reasonable. It's intelligent. And then once they start doing things to prove to you that they're trustworthy, then you can give them your trust. That's fine. But you always have to forgive them. You always have to forgive them right off the bat. And you forgive them for your sake more so than, than theirs, okay? Because otherwise the, the bitterness is going to eat you alive. The other very important distinction to make is the distinction between feelings and an act of the will. I find this to be a serious issue. People have a really, really hard time distinguishing between their feelings and an act of the will. The will is a spiritual faculty. It's one of the highest faculties that we have that's uh, part of our soul. And an act of the will is not to be confused with feelings. We can have chosen, we have made a choice, an act of choice to forgive someone, and yet we can still feel 
negative feelings towards them. So lots of times people think they have negative feelings towards people and they think automatically, well, I must not have forgiven them. Well, have you forgiven them? Yes, I've forgiven them, but I don't think I have forgiven them. You've forgiven them for crying out loud if you decided to, okay? It, it, you're, you don't get confused with the act of forgiveness with feelings. Lord willing, after a while, you keep making acts of forgiveness in your heart towards the person. Those feelings could, could lessen over time. They might fully, Lord willing, go away. But feelings are not to be confused with an act of the will. So that's, that's another uh, point that I feel I constantly give to people uh, when counseling them on forgiveness. So, my brothers and sisters, as we commemorate St. Clair today and the love that she had for her sisters and the care and the protection, let us also have that for one another and for all human beings and so be able to find it in our hearts to forgive them.